Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today I want to talk about connection to your horse. I'm sure all of us want to believe that we have a special bond with our horses, but I think you need to look a little bit deeper. And I honestly believe most of my clients love their horses more than they actually love barrel racing, that the horse does come first and the competition second. But I really think you have to look a little bit deeper in your emotions and your mindset when you approach your horse, whether it be in groundwork, in training, or in competition. Horses remember things, and mares and geldings can somewhat be different. Um, A lot like men and women, mares will usually show their emotions and let you know when something's not right, where a gelding may be harder to get them to open up and they may keep it to themselves. Um, They can tend to hide their pain and maybe... um, you know, hide their displeasure with competition or not liking their job a little bit more than a mare. A mare can tend to show their emotions in other ways, whether it be a, you know, a little bit more voiceful in in their uh, ears or their eyes or their body, uh, tail, etc., or even just uh, overall, you know, attitude when you're on them. Mares definitely um, need to respect you and they need to trust you even more so than geldings. Um, I do think mares a lot like women and men. I think uh, little girls can sometimes come on faster than little boys. So I think that's probably why you see so many mares in the futurity world um, excelling. Uh, Now, a good gelding though is awesome on the road because you don't have to deal with all of the emotional aspect of it or coming in season if that can be painful or whatever for a mare emotional um so they both had their good and their bad right but look at ourselves though we have our good and our bad too a lot of times um we don't treat our horses the same all the time you know women we tend to be emotional creatures at times so Uh, If one time you're riding your horse and they're giving you trouble flexing and you get into a tiff with them, they're going to remember that rather than had you settled yourself down and then maybe spent a little extra time massaging and stretching them and seeing if maybe they're just sore and you need to ask them lighter and in in more uh, light bumps and in different ways and and less, you know, started a walk instead of trying to get it at a trot or a lope. Um, Mares will also be more vocal about if they're unhappy with their job. Say for instance, uh, you as a rider, when you go to compete, you get very nervous and um, you, you're you worked up yourself about competition. Even though you say you're not, you're trying to be calm or whatever, a horse can read body language way better than sometimes you can read your own body language and if they notice that you're different in practice than you are in competition they can actually learn to hate their job because they're like well why is she so upset about doing this and they don't look at nerves the same way as we do they look at nerves more like well this is must be bad if she's nervous and you know anxious about this so you can actually make your horse lose their desire to want to compete by you not having fun and enjoying it as much so you really do need to take those deep breaths um 
and and really just try to have fun out there and not get yourself worked up because again bottom line is you're trying to develop a horse that loves their job so that's something to really consider um, when you're working with your horse I really feel like horses also need variety. I feel like um, in the beginning, you know, you're really trying to develop a horse that has solid foundation and, and knows to rate and turn a barrel. So spending a lot of time walking and trotting the pattern is a good thing in different arenas and different environments for exposure and all of that. That way you get a horse that has a lot of natural rate and turn when you start going faster because you put in the time on the front end. A lot of people that get to loping right away without a solid foundation, without teaching them, you know, we rate here, we turn here and putting that desire in their horse, um, they may not have the horse that has that desire to rate and turn. Now, mind you, some horses are more free than others and um, some don't have as much rate or desire to turn as others but you can teach it in the beginning if you are aware and pay attention to it and look for those transition transitions and collection and all of that in your in the beginning end but I do feel horses need that variety I don't think you want to spend all your time doing barrels I don't think you need to spend all your time in the arena doing drills I think that it'd be nice to take them out on a trail ride or go work cows or go do an obstacle class or take them to the beach or go, you know, go to an English lesson or maybe a raining lesson or, or just do something different with them, you know, expose them to other things. One, to keep their mind fresh. That's why doing a lot of your conditioning just out in the pasture or the trail is better than the arena because the, the uh, sights and scenery changes, it's more stimulating, it's not a lot of dread for them. So I think that's an important thing to consider as well. I do feel horses benefit from consistency and repetition, don't get me wrong, but the key is balance. That's what I'm saying. Just like you and I, you know, you work a full-time job and you have a barrel racing day and a family day, a horse needs balance as well. They need days where they, they have a day off. They need a, a day where they do work on the barrels or they do work on some drills to imp improve their performance. Um, and they need that day to go do something new and keep them fresh, you know. So the key here is balance and everything. And, um, and to truly communicate with your horse, they are more aware of things than you even understand. Um, I don't know if I've ever shared this story, but I hired an um, equine horse communicator to come to the farm for a couple of my clients. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it or not, but it was a halfway meeting point for everybody. And um, we had her come and she was spot on with these communications. And I knew the riders and I knew the horses. So I was, I was very shocked with the things that she was telling us. And um, so I went ahead and decided to do both of my, two of my horses. And, um, and it was so awesome to uh, she shouldn't have known the things that she was telling me. So I know it was 100% my horses communicating with her to tell me these things. And um, it was really interesting to see things from my horse's point of view on what they liked and disliked and the questions that they had. You know, um, they were questions about my personal life, even not just my uh, life with them as an individual. So it was, it was, um, it was really an eye-opening experience to see that 
you know, it, so often I think we, we want to believe our horses and our dogs and all of that um, have those emotions and feelings uh, of good towards us. And sometimes some of their questions are uh, of things that they may object to or would like to be done differently. And I think that we have to look at that. I don't know that we need an animal communicator to do it all the time, but I, I truly believe all of us have our own um, sensitivity with a horse um, if you are open to it. I think that we are given that with all beings, whether um, it's dogs or cats or horses, any animal, you know as well as I know energy when you approach a horse out in a pasture or a dog that you don't know, energy matters. You know, they sense um, your intent before you even have your intent. You know, um, they're very, very aware of your energy and your uh, intention. So a lot of times uh, it makes a huge difference. So, so I want you not just to get your horse out and go do what you do with them in a routine that's very, you know, put the halter on, brush them, saddle them, ride. But more conscience um, and a depth, on a depth that's a little bit more uh, saying hello to them when you approach them and rubbing on them before you put that halter on. As you groom them, put your hands on them and, and feel their acupoints and, and see if you feel any tension or tightness in them and spend that extra few minutes just... Um, watching their overall demeanor and, you know, and, and talking to them and just rubbing on them. And I really feel like it sets the tone of your ride. I feel like it sets the tone of your relationship. Um, when you treat your horse more like your best friend, you know, and, um, I really think all of that matters, especially when you are trusting them full blast to turn three times. Um, it's a very important part of your performance, the relationship you have, the bond you have with your horse, and you won't find that um, argued by very many people. If you talk to people uh, that are at the top of their game with their horse, their relationship is huge. It's a huge part of their connection and their success. So. Um, I just wanted to give you some things to think about today and um, and also realize that just like people, some horses are smarter and come on quicker and some horses are a little bit slower to pick things up and take a little bit more time and you may have to break it down a little bit more and um, you know the key is to just treat each one as an individual and um, and watch their physical maturity, watch their emotional maturity, um, you know, be aware of if they have a say-so in something, you know. Um, the ultimate goal is to develop a confident and consistent happy horse, whether, whether they become a wonderful barrel horse or go on to do something else, that should be your ultimate goal. Not every horse loves to barrel race, even the ones that are bred to barrel race. Um, but you can help them love their job if you develop them in a way that does develop a horse that has heart and has try. And that's why, you know, I started the whole ride with heart 29 years ago, because I see how much 
relationship and connection and how we ask a horse to do something can make a horse want to do it versus a horse that is made to do it. And I promise you, the horse with heart is a horse that you want. So try to always develop that. And, you know, they are your best friend. So, you know, they can all be your best friends. You just have to go at it the right way. So thanks for tuning in. And as always, ride with heart.